Hello, and welcome back to another edition of Chainsaws and Claws, a killer monster podcast. I'm Rob the Slasher Drunkie. I'm Patrick Vicious. And today, our topic of episode is Holy Terror, which is uh, one of the alternate titles for our first movie. <laughs> it is. Also, the thing that's funny is when you say that, it just makes me think of um, the... Um, that weird propaganda book that Frank Miller did where it was supposed to be like oh, Holy the, Terror Batman. And then yeah. for whatever reason, it stopped being a Batman book and just became a weird, vaguely racist. <laughs> I, I, th- I think you could take vaguely out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving Frank purchase. Miller the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> please don't. The, please don't give any credit to that insane, insane human being that is Frank Miller. Um. <laughs> yes. Um. Also, like the the connective tissue, like if anyone's gonna wonder, because I'm pretty sure you're gonna be like, why the fuck are these appearing? It's girl who comes from a religious family accused of being something she may or not be after a tragic incident involving her younger sibling. Okay, I would just like to note for the record, people can respond to this if they like um, on our Twitter or to us, whatever you're gonna do. Um, I genuinely don't believe. That people are thinking that deeply into the connective tissue. Like, if I'm wrong, please tell me. Anyone out there, and by that I mean Max, please tell me. <laughs> it's always <laughs> no, this is this is why I stated that, because it's always Max. It's always Max. It's always, um, Max is always hmm. It's like that that was for you, Max. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So like um I actually I suggested it with something else. And the thing that was funny is I had never actually seen the movie before. Um, so I was basing it entirely on um, the bit that I saw, 100 Scariest Movie Moments, um, which I have talked about before. It like, was like seminal to me uh, when it came out. And um, But to this day, I'd never seen the actual movie. I'd just seen the part that was 100 Scariest Movie Moments. I assumed the whole movie was like that. And, like, I could not have been more surprised when I actually saw the movie, like, a week ago, when you suggested this pairing and wanted to go ahead with it. I was just like, I could not have in any way anticipated what this movie was going to be. Yeah, I remember, like, I forgot what was the other movie you, you suggested it, like, the, the pairing with uh, for this. Um, and I was just like, no, actually, uh, the, the, the pairing would work better with The Witch. And then I was really like... Oh no, that's the perfect pairing. I am a genius. <laughs> like, like it's funny too because like not even realizing it because I rewatched both this and uh, of course we're talking about Alice Sweet Alice. Um, I, I watched both last night uh, with the, the second film in our discussion, uh, the witch or the vivitch or uh, the bitch as Matt called it because <laughs> I remember um, uh, they 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 discussed it. Uh, uh, on Ghoul's Night Out uh, section of uh, the House of Screams, and uh, Mac shared it. He was like, yeah, "Check out this great discussion on the bitch," and I was like, <laughs> "And I was like, the what?" <laughs> he was like, "Oh shit, my man!" But he left it up, so it was made even more funny. Um, and I was just like, "Huh?" Like last episode was was Patrick's pairing where he did Invisible Man in the Fly, and I realized that that was a genius pairing. Yes, and now it's my turn for <laughs> now it's my turn for the genius pairing. You know, say because I rewatched both last night for the purpose of this discussion, and I was just like, "Wow, this is much more connective than I thought." I'm a genius, and here we are. <laughs> but yeah, um, 
I, I, me and Patrick was talking uh, last week, like doing discussion, but off mic, how uh, I, I knew of this movie because uh, of its poster for years. And uh, I couldn't remember if it was this, the poster of this, the poster of Chopping Mall, or the poster of the movie Trick or Treats, um, not Trick or Treat with uh, Sammy Kerr or Trick or Treat, uh, you know, Michael Dorothy a masterpiece. Um that terrified me with like because all three posters are basically uh, a paper bag with a face in it, and I remember being terrified by one of those three, and I couldn't remember which one. It was probably this one because this one is the most scary. But I, I, I think it might actually be a chopping mall. You know what I'm saying? Because I was a wee lad and shit who scared easily, um, which which makes perfect sense that I become a horror movie guy and shit as as a you know I w- I was easily terrified as a child. You know, makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. No, I mean, I think it's the case with everybody. Because if you ever listen to like stories of like um, Mike Flanagan, um, his story is very similar, where it's like he was deeply frightened and upset by horror movies, um, but also he was like fascinated by them, which is the exact same situation that I had. Like yeah, when man. I was little, I was terrified. Like I wanted to watch them because they like I was fascinated by them, but they scared the living fuck out of me. Yeah. Um, which is why, like, I did the episode of like um, my first horror movie with Sledgehammer. Um, I was like, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I don't think it was the first horror movie that I saw. I think it was an, like a, one of the um, Universal monsters. I remember those before I had memories. But I was like, Nightmare on Elm Street left the first scar. So it's like that's the one that I kind of acknowledge as being kind of the first one. Because it's like when you're a kid, it's like you're fascinated, even though you're fucked up by them. And then it's like over time, you kind of just become enamored with them. And like you, you stop being, you're excited if they're frightening. Like you're not yeah. like, you're not put off by it. No, yeah, yeah, totally. That, I, was, I was the same way. I, I was terrified by anything horror, but I was just like, it was almost compelled to watch them. You know what I'm saying? Like r- regardless of my fear of them. And it's just like, I just got more and more into them to, you know, I, I am the man sitting before you today. Um but, I was like, to the, like my mom, I remember my mom once. Um, I was watching a movie that was really freaking me out. I was watching it on TV, and like I like um, I kept telling her like how freaked out I was, and she's like, "Just stop watching it." And I literally was just like, "I don't understand." <laughs> like it was like like what 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 like why would I do that? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 totally. Like it was like when uh like I was watching the sadness for the first time. It was just like this is really off putting, but I can't turn away. I'm just compelled to finish this godforsaken film. You know, it is what it is. But um, it actually took me a while to to, to watch this for, like, honestly, the first time I watched this was last year um, when I when I bought the Arrow Blu-ray. And I immediately fell in love with it. Immediately. It was just like, oh, my God. It's like it's funny enough is that this movie is like it's not a religious film, but it's steeped in religious iconography. Um, and it was it's almost like I had seen God, you know. Saying the ironically enough, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying it's just like this movie is one hundred percent my shit. Um, I I, I loved it. Uh, you know, uh, just like all all like the old fashioned kind of like because this was this is considered a proto slasher. Um, it's also kind and, of um like a American Giallo kind of a situation. Yeah. Um, which I'm just gonna say it. Uh, hot take, if you will. 
Uh, I feel like, honestly, most American giallos I like better than actual giallos. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. Well, I'm not, I'm not sorry at all. But you know what? Just, just, just fuck all the way off. You can just fuck off. Is what you can do. Yes, yes, yes. We know your genuine disdain of giallos. I don't even uh, mean to. I just genuinely don't vibe with them. But for some reason, when Americans do them, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, like, like this is a really good example where it's like I didn't realize how like because again, all I knew about this movie before I watched it the other day was um, the scene, Hunter Scarest Movie Moments, where um, Brooke Shields, as, like, a child, is, um, like, looking around a house, and um, the person uh, in the mask bursts through the door, and she screams. And that was the scene they showed. And so like, that's all I knew about it. So I assumed, based on that, that's what the movie was. And then when I started watching it, I figured out that it was not that at all. It's very much steeped in, like, giallo and Italian horror and just done in the American way. And I guess it was also it was influenced by the other movie that I... It's funny, because, like, the other movie I talked about, not pairing with it, but I said Alice with Alice or Don't Look Now. Um, but apparently this was even in, influenced by Don't Look Now as well. Yeah. Uh, so it was just, like... It is funny. Like, there's all this shit that I had really no fucking idea before I walked in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the director has admitted he was very much influenced by Don't Look Now. He was like trying to make his own version of it. Um, I actually prefer this to Don't Look Now, though. Um, I mean, I might, but also to be fair, I haven't seen Don't Look Now in a long time. Like, as of right now, this yeah. second, I prefer it, but I haven't seen Don't Look Now in like at least a decade. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while since I watched Don't Look Now. And I really, I really love Don't Look Now, but I prefer this one. Um, yeah, like, and it's funny you mentioned uh, Brooke Shields. Uh, because I I brought up the Holy Terror, the because uh, Holy Terror is uh one of the the three different titles to this movie. Like the movie was originally shot as Communion, and uh on the Blu-ray the the, the title card is still Communion. Um, and the director decided to change it to Alice Sweet Alice because he the or the the distribution company decided to change it to Alice Sweet Alice because they didn't want it to be seen as a religious horror movie i mean it's it, it's very much steeped in like i said religious iconography but it, it's very much just like you know the psychological horror the slasher if you will and then uh after its release brooke shields became famous uh she became a famous model and then became a famous actress so they re-released it as Holy Terror, starring Brooke Shields, if you, as you've never seen her before. And let's just say, as you barely see her, because she's in this movie for a whole five fucking minutes before she meets her, <laughs> her untimely demise. You know, say, it, it, like, I would say, like, the first ten minutes of the movie, like, she's, she's barely in this. And it's like, when they, when they release that trailer as Holy Terror, it's all, like, you know, pictures of Brooke Shields from, like, her modeling ads. Like Brooke Shields in Holy Terror, and it's like people was, like if you're seeing this for Brooke Shields, you're certainly gonna be disappointed because she's like very young and then she's very dead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I also like how the trailer tries to make it seem like she's the killer uh, in in the movie, and I, I guess you could play that off because the actress who plays her sister, the sister, the titular uh, Alice, um, like. I, I was thinking this to myself uh, yesterday. I was watching like this is one of the rare movies where they cast uh, actors as siblings that actually could pass for siblings. Yeah, because like it's, it's it's that one thing like I have like a love hate relationship for where like you cast actors as siblings and they look nothing alike. 
So like you you come up with the excuse like one looks like the mom and one looks like the dad. Um and this one they they fairly look much uh, enough alike that they could pass for sisters. Um that is uh Alice played by the actress uh, Paula Shepard who should uh note that she's playing 12 but she was actually 19. Um at, at the I time of I did not know that at all. Holy shit. I would not have called that. Yeah. I, as a matter, matter of fact, we did talk about that because I remember, uh, I, f- I forget what the fuck you, you paired us with originally. And um, my. Uh, I think it was let the right one in, I want to say. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't. Honestly, I remember Orphan being mentioned. And then you and, just give it away the pairing, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I, I think. My my idea was like oh like uh, because both movies features uh, uh, young actresses that are actually older than they are <laughs> you know what I'm saying like in in Orphan like you know her her character I'm I'm giving away the twist Orphan but who cares um, like you know it's, it's a young actress playing older and in this one it's an older actress playing younger like yes uh, Paula Shepard was actually 19 when she shot this and she's playing a 12 years old a 12 year old. And it's really uh, amazing uh, the fact that she she can pass for a twelve year old. You know what I'm saying? She was she's very small girl. Yeah, no, I generally had no idea that she was twelve. I gen- or I'm sorry that she was nineteen. I thought she was like a child. Yeah, yeah, and like she she does exceptional job playing you know younger than she actually is. Um, but yeah, like um, I you know what I'm saying like. Uh, should also note that uh, this movie appeals to me, like you know, purely to my uh, religious side because I was raised Catholic. Same. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I know, like you're not a, uh, you're not really religious anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is like the the most understatement of understatements. Uh, no, I am an agnostic bordering on atheist. <laughs> no, yeah, I I I am still a. Uh, I still maintain religious beliefs, even though, like, uh, I understand that uh, the Catholic Church can be problematic. Um, well, just all, all churches are problematic. They have their own problematic issues, like uh, uh, Catholic Church, Christian Church, um, any kind of religion has their own issues. And, you know, this, this movie is basically almost about that without being insanely religious. Um, like I, I read that the, 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 you know, analysis of this movie where they, they, they deem it as anti-religious and I don't think that's necessarily true. I think it's, you know, cause like, it like the, the movie was born out of the, the fact that, uh, the director, um, his previous film was a pornographic film and, uh, and he lived in Jersey and like in a religious neighborhood and that's apparently... Funny. Yeah, yeah, um, and when it was discovered that he had uh, made you know dirty movie, uh, the Catholic Church decided that he he couldn't refer to himself as a Catholic anymore. I, I think was was the case, and that pissed him off because this is like, you know, I shouldn't you know my religion, my faith should not be judged upon my work. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is, and like that led to him making this movie where it's just like, you know. Like, like the issue being that, because, because religion is a curious thing, where, uh, 
you know, you worship a spiritual being who's supposed to be all loving and all hopeful and all, you know, powerful, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, in this one, it's, it's like the, the fear of God is what causes people to do the things that they do. And it's just like, you know, like go out of their way. It's just like, because in, in the movie itself, uh, as, as I stated above with the connective tissue, uh, Brooke Shields' character, uh, Karen, is murdered during her communion. And it's suspected her sister Alice did it. Um, and Alice is a little off the edge anyway, so it's just like it's it's, it's not you know too like uh, you know kind of like out there concept that Alice could have killed her sister. And then it's discovered that it was uh, another woman named Mrs. Tredoni who has taken it upon herself to punish people for their sins. And, and, and Masters weather, so I hope that you've seen the movie before <laughs> listening to this, or that you don't care. Because like holy a, shit, I did not anticipate you just jumping right into the, who the killer was. Like, oh yeah, like I apologize for spoiling an almost fifty-year-old movie. <laughs> well, I know it's just like I hadn't you neither you hadn't seen it until a year ago. I hadn't seen it until a week ago. So like, if you, so it's like I think there's a fair amount of people that have not seen it, so therefore they would have been spoiled. Like, well, if if you're listening to this before you see the movie, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like just, Rob, just play this in the audience since 2024. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the motherfuckers who listen to the movie, who watch the movie with the commentary on before they actually watch the movie. To be fair, I did that by accident once. Um, because I didn't know my, it was my first time my DVD player. I didn't know how it worked. So I turned on the commentary by accident. I thought it was how it was supposed to be playing. It wasn't until I figured out that it was not. So, like, I think it probably... I can't be the only one. I really hope somebody else out there experienced what I experienced. No, uh, I remember doing that once myself. Um, Because I loved when DVDs would have, like, making of. Because I love watching making of, like, me being, like, you know... uh, amateur filmmaker being in love with all aspects of filmmaking. I love to watch the making of, you know what I'm saying? Because it was almost, it's almost like watching like, you know, a little taste of like film school, like, you know, to get to see the director work and all that stuff. Like I, I love when like HBO used to have like, you know, the making ofs on, on there every now and then. Um, and I remember uh, getting the DVD for basic, the, uh, the John Travolta, Samuel Jackson, John McTiernan movie. And I put on the making of, and it immediately spoils the twist in basic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, oh, I shouldn't have done this. Uh, I like that's why I'm glad that uh like remember Anchor Bay? Yeah. Um like you would put on the fucking like the 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 making ofs, like the special features, like the behind the scenes stuff, and they would let you know immediately this contains spoilers. Do not watch this before you've seen the film. And it's like, thank you, Anchor Pay, for letting me know that. You know what I'm saying? I will watch this later. You know what I'm saying? But yes, uh, I, I just gave you a massive spoiler for an almost 50-year movie, so apologies. Hey, yeah, no, you are correct, because uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who haven't seen this yet. I know Morgan has. Hi, Morgan. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, like I remember when I was first watching it, uh, I told Morgan I was watching it, and she was like, oh, I love that movie. Let me know what you think. You know what I'm saying? And then me and her were talking about it. I was like, Is, isn't it great? And like, yeah, it's fucking it's great. It's totally my shit. But like, yeah, um, like, Mr. Trinoni is punishing people for their sins, like, you know, because you feel they've sinned against God. What's the it thing? Was... Is like, I always wanted to say, because the thing you said before, the anti-religious thing, and I was just like, um, 
I don't think that it's pro or anti necessarily. I think it's just right. a matter of like how you illustrate that, like the thing with any religion, and I don't care if it's Christianity, Catholicism, like whatever, um, Islam, fucking Judaism, right. Scientology, whatever, fuck, pick one. Um, all of them can be taken too far, and the people that you usually kind of point to are the worst possible examples who are not actually, especially in the case of, like, I think Christianity, Catholicism, are taking not the examples that are set forth in the Bible. Because, like, as I said, like, I went to Catholic school for my entire childhood. Like, I was I was definitely, I was a Catholic. Uh, yeah, no, it was terrible. Um, I'm and, sorry. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, and, like, so it's like, I know the Bible very well. Um, and it's like, the whole, the, the actual point in the Bible, granted, I, I also think it's funny that the Bible is treated as like, I don't, and I don't know if this is offense to anybody, because I don't mean it to be. Um, but like, the whole idea that like, the Bible is the truth of the universe, when you have a book that was written in one language, and then translated to another, to another, to another, to another, to another, till finally it was translated to English. And when they did that, they cut out shitloads of it to do that. And the fact that you're pointing to that as the truth of the universe is fucking crazy. But if you are looking at the Bible and just the teachings of the Bible, it's very, very, like, it is very positive and very simple. It's basically yeah. just like fucking Bill and Ted said, like, Bill, be excellent to, be, to each other. Like, it's all it is. Right. It's just like, basically, like, it's like Jesus did, like, abortion wasn't a fucking thing. Like, Jesus had no nothing to say about it because it wasn't a thing. But, like, all of the things in the Bible... It's all basically just like try to be a good person, like help the needy, like do like with like it's like clothe the like it's like whatever, like feed the sick, like it's like all of this shit. Basically, just be a good person, and then modern. This I do hope is offensive to anyone who would feel this way, but modern Christianity is very much um, fuck you to anyone that is not um, right. a believer and does not fit into a very specific box. Um, it's like if you are poor, if you are fucking uh sick, if you are gay, if you like whatever the fuck, they do the they like you are cast out, and it's mm -hmm. fucking crazy. But the thing is, it's because there is people who take what they want from the Bible, right, and make it their own, and make that the truth, and that's not the way it actually is but if you take that to its extreme you could end up with a situation like this movie where you have somebody who genuinely fervently believe they are doing the right thing right. by murdering these people that are doing wrong things and that's not what it is like that's not no. whatever but it's like but that's honestly how i believe a lot of people sincerely think no, like yeah. so it's like i don't think it's anti or pro it's anti lunacy if anything like it's just like the anti-extreme yeah. is more than anything it's not anti i don't think it's pro or anti-religion it's just anti it's just it's easily just reflecting a mirror back at the people who don't truly understand what they are they don't practice what they preach just so to speak no yeah like I, I, I feel exactly the same way when when it comes to religion and all that you know like i said growing up catholic 
you know, you you look at people and they, like they use like the, the 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 faith and you know the word of the Lord in order to be selfish bricks. It's weaponized, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, almost definitely. Where like, and they feel like because they're they're so out in the open with their faith, like that that means like they're the Issue. you know. Yeah, like the like the better person because they go to church every Sunday, and like you know they 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 salute the flag and you know what I'm saying they 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 do shit like they're they're good Christians and they're good Catholics you know what I'm saying because they they do things out in the open, um, particularly because like and this is one thing I do believe like they they feel like they're going to be rewarded for their faith and their beliefs, like if they like oh I go to church every Sunday. You know, so I'm a better uh, Catholic or Christian than you. And it's like, well, you could worship the Lord anywhere. It doesn't have to be in church. No, that's you know like, a, actually, it's a paraphrase through Detective, um, which I've been rewatching uh, for the premiere, which is tonight as when we're recording this. Um, like, there's a line that I've always stuck with me from the first season when McConaughey, I think McConaughey and Harrelson are in this, like, like tent church. And um, basically, Harrelson is kind of, speaking in favor of religion and McConaughey's character is speaking against it. And McConaughey uh, basically says, um, if the only thing keeping somebody um, is only if, if, if a divine reward is the only thing that's like keeping people from doing horrible things, then that person is still a piece of shit. Mm. And that's my thing too, is it's like, if you are doing these horrible things and treating people the way that you're treating them in the name of some divine reward, A, I don't know, I don't think it'll pay off for you, and B, like, you're missing the entire point of what the fucking actual book was telling you. Absolutely, because exactly what you were saying is exactly what I believe, is that, you know, they feel like, you know, just because, you know, they go to church every Sunday and all that stuff, like, they feel like they're going to be rewarded you know, saying God is, you know, I'm in God's house and he sees me and he's going to reward me. And it doesn't matter what the fuck I do. I could be the shittiest person. But as long as I show up at church on Sunday, you know, I'm, I'm praising the Lord then I'm going to be OK. And I'm going to get a nice shiny spot in heaven. And it's like, no, that's not the way the fucking Lord works. Because um, you've already been awarded. You've been awarded the gift of life. And what you do with your time on this earth is how you pay him back. You know what I'm saying? And you pay him back by being the best person you possibly can be like, you know, you know, walk that old lady across the street, you know, give up your seat on the train for that pregnant woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just be a good person. And it's just like, if people find it so damn hard to just be good and, but like, they feel like, Oh, you know, I, I, I praise the Lord out and openly. I'm going to be okay. And it's like, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. Cause you're a piece of shit and God sees that and you, you're fucked. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want, I want you all to know that, you know, that that's not going to help you. That's not going to help you in the least bit, you know, showing up on church every Sunday does not, is not going to help you at all. You know, it's just like, Oh yeah, I go to church on Sunday. It was like, how did you praise the Lord on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday? You know, you can praise the Lord anywhere. It doesn't have to be in church. You can sit there in the home in the home and read your holy Bible and praise the Lord. That's not gonna help you in any way, shape, or form. You know what I'm saying? Like just you know, oh you know, Sundays uh, Sundays are for church or for praying. It's like it could be any day, you know. But like, yeah, they use that as like as as a as a reason, like, you know, to be shitty because it's like they feel like they're protected and you're not. You're, you're you're an asshole all the way through, and I, I pity you, sons of bitches. 
you know, for, for using the Lord as, as, as sort of like a, like a shield and a guy, like in order to be a shitty person, I hate motherfuckers like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to work with motherfuckers like that. I, I also used to work with motherfuckers who, uh, openly like you know just disrespected the lord which also pissed me off like i work with a motherfucker who i watched throw the bible in the garbage you know what i'm saying and i was just like dog did you just throw away the bible i, like, I certainly did like took pride in it and i was like dude that's the word of the lord I ain't this shit for me and then just walked away and i immediately went in the, into the trash can took the bible out and, and put it in my locker and then you know to take home later because it's just like i i, I couldn't no, i mean uh, that, yeah no there's gonna be said for like, re- for like respect because again i like I remember that I have I, I have a Bible somewhere, um, and it's like I remember there was like one time that I had like posted a picture um, of like I put like like this Darth Vader like next to it, and I was just like it's like because it's like it's like I was like I respect both equally, and um, and somebody was like you have a Bible, and I'm just like I mean like and people just like encouraged me to like throw it away. I'm like I don't. It's like I, I don't. I'm not going to just like throw it away. Like that's also like not. I don't think that's cool either. Like yeah, yeah. it's just like it's like it's just a matter of like I don't it doesn't mean that much to me, but it like it doesn't also something that I feel is unworthy of respect just because it doesn't like dictate anything in my life. Right. Like it's just like it's like I don't I've never followed like Islam. I wouldn't throw away Quran either. Like it just exactly, like, yeah. So no, it's like yeah. you know, you know, it's just, it's just a it's a it's a respect thing. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you you gotta find motherfuckers who like uh like not respect it too much, but it's just like it, it becomes like a thing where you know it, it becomes like your your whole life. You know what I'm saying? Like like it did for Mr. Shadoni. Um and then like you know you're gonna have people who just like you know they they, they think they're doing something by being out in the open. Like you know I don't care. You know what I'm saying? And then you got motherfuckers in between who are evil, like fucking uh, the former guy. Um, I, I remember, uh, like, remember when he fucking did that thing where uh, after people were clowning him for fucking going hiding in the basement of the White House, and then the next day he had uh, the police beat back uh, protesters. Yeah, gassed him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, to walk across the street and pose in front of a church he didn't attend holding, With a, holding Bible. A, a Bible he didn't claim, and he held it upside down. Um, they was like, is that your personal Bible, Mr. President? It's a Bible. A Bible. <laughs> you couldn't even claim it, you know. But like, you know, I, I remember like I, I had a friend who like praised him for that. Like, that's a real man, you know, real man, man of the guy. And I immediately blocked her for that because <laughs> that 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 was just pure evil. I just watched, you know, I, that was unacceptable to me. Like, you know, I, I I don't normally do that. You know, what I'm saying like, you know, you have your beliefs, I have mine, you know. But like to to watch that happen with just pure evil, and then just being like, yeah, yeah, this 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 is person I love, and it's like, fuck all the way off. I yeah. I, I don't I, I don't need to know you anymore. Uh, and she was immediately blocked, like because I I can't condone that you know stage of disrespect and fuckery, not not at all. I, I like I like how like this conversation so far has just like. Everyone's getting a glimpse of like just how religious I actually am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's something that you I, I would never have like revealed before. I mean, not that I'm ashamed of it, but it's just like I don't really you know talk about this thing because I I've, I have two rules like like basically in life, like particularly in the workplace, is like things I never talk about: uh, politics, religion, and sports. Where I I just don't discuss because you know 
the 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 mindset of based on all three is just you know it, no matter where you come in through with the conversation it, it could just go haywire immediately because because when when discussions go on all three people don't know how to act so i just don't talk about anything so it's just like it's, it's you know i i don't talk about like uh sports out in the open i don't talk about politics out in the open and i don't talk about religion about it open. but i'm not ashamed of either one particularly my religion you know what i'm saying like like I said, I'm, I'm very much you know still within my uh, you know because of my Catholic upbringing, I still have very deep religious beliefs. You know, I just I just don't discuss them because you know they're my beliefs, and you know nobody needs to know the fuck about what I believe in because you know honestly, it's mine, and who the fuck cares? You know what I'm saying? Honestly. Well, no, I just I just really don't care. It's funny because like um my uh my mom feels like she failed, but I think it's fucking hilarious. Um, because like I was, as I said, I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school and like, I kind of had a sense that it wasn't for me very early on. And then by the time that I was like 12, um, I refused to go to church, which really pissed my mom off. But like at a certain point she realized she couldn't make me like physically. Um, so like she just eventually kind of, she didn't give up per se, but she just kind of like essentially kind of just abandoned trying. Um, and then, like, I got really into, like, reading about the various religions. And, like, what I eventually kind of came to was that all of them are bullshit to me on some level or another. And I don't mean that, like, in, like, a way, but I'm saying, like, on some level or another, all of them hit a wall for my brain where it just doesn't make sense. No. And I just can't go with it. Um, and it's, like, so it's, like, I just kind of take pieces from all of them and kind of had figured out my philosophy of the world based on that. Um, and I remember there was one time that two Mormons showed up at my house when I lived at home and I felt bad for them because my neighbor pulled a gun on them. And um, I uh, talked to them for like an hour on my porch and um, like just talked about like religion and stuff. And at the end of it, they were like, you know more about this than I do. And I'm just like, yes, because I spent a, quite a while, like A, I have ADHD and hyperfixation. And B, like I spent quite a while just like trying to figure all this shit out. And like I kind of figured out that there was none of them. It's almost like kind of like the thing in um, The Simpsons when like uh, Homer gets like super smart and like, it's like Flanders, I found an unequivocal proof that God doesn't exist. And so he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. And then he just eats it. <laughs> like, uh, it's like, that's kind of my thing is it's like, I don't believe in it, but it's like, I also like, I'm not going to shit on it for other people. Cause it's like, what you believe is what you believe. That's totally fine. Yeah. My thing is like closer to like, it's funny as much as I make fun of like hippie ideology, it's closer in terms of like my thing. It's almost like the force. Like, I kind of believe in like the universe more than I believe yeah. in anything specific. Um, but I do believe it's something greater. Um, but it's funny though, like as I said, like the, the start of this, like it's like I think that like um, the whole thing of the movie is the when people take it to un like disturbingly unhealthy extremes. Because yeah. the whole thing is like you mentioned like the Jodoni thing. Like my favorite kind of moment in this movie is the point when um, they're doing the communion at the end and she loses her fucking mind about the communion. And I was just like, that's the thing that I think is fucking hilarious about a lot of people who are supposedly like Christians is how little tolerance they have for anything that they right. don't believe is correct, which was funny because that was not at all what like, was actually in the context and the content of the Bible. Like right. it's like, that's the opposite of what fucking the teachings of the Bible were like. So it's like the fact that like people take this as like 
they are correct is a first class ticket to psychosis. And the fact that this movie explores that, I think is cool because it's like you're showing what the like kind of, I don't mean this to be like whatever, the logical, like the logical ending of that extreme is where it's like if you don't actually understand or respect this thing, you base your entire life around it. Sooner or later, you're going to have some sort of breakdown. Because oh, yeah. uh, it's like your brain can't handle this many conflicting ideologies in it at one time that you were somehow managed. It's like the whole thing I remember um, in um, the movie Devil's Advocate, um, where like uh, Pacino is talking about uh, like the whole thing of like the god and everything. It's just like, it's like he gives, he's like, he gives you all instincts. He sets the rules in opposition. And it's just like, touch, but don't taste. Taste, but and it's just like that whole thing of like, it's, but that is like a big part of what I feel like why people kind of end up nutty when they get too deep into it, because it's like, if you really break it down, the basic teachings are basically just be excellent to each other. But a lot of things are in conflict with one another. I remember like, there's like a clip that always goes around of, um, from the West Wing, um, when um, uh, Jed Bartlett um, is basically dressing down this uh, like religious, uh, like Catholic, uh, Christian, whatever, uh, fundamentalist, who is like, sure, she's like, um, I don't say that homosexuality is abomination. The Bible does. And he's like, you're right, in Leviticus, whatever. But he goes through all the things in the Bible that don't actually pertain to life. Where he's yeah. just like, where it's like, um, basically like how like a man, any man who touches the skin of a pig, or the flesh of a pig or whatever, uh, is unclean. He's like, so can the Washington Redskins still play football if they agree to wear gloves? It's just like, it's like can I, like, should I like uh, stone my mother for uh, wearing two separate fabrics uh, and like whatever. And it's like, could I, uh, should I, in, a, in a, a nice family ceremony, instead of having the entire village come out? And like, it's like my brother planting crops, different crops side by side. And it's just like all these things that in the Bible that don't actually like now pertain to life. But because they're in the Bible and people have determined that is the truth of the universe, it goes to a very deep place that if we're in order for you to like completely hold on to it, Again, I feel like it's eventually going to cause you to snap because you can't justify everything because it's not about the actual specific things in the Bible. It's about the teachings of the Bible and the teachings of Jesus, whatever, where it's, like, again, just about being a good person right. and being kind. And, like, the fact that, like, so many people treat it this way, the logical extreme. Like, I remember that's the whole thing is, like, I always think it, I always thought it was fucking hilarious. Of uh, what I mean, it's tragic, but it's like it's, it's fucking crazy that people would think it was okay. Um, of like people like bombing abortion clinics. I'm like, so you're killing someone to save a life? Like, are you fucking stupid? Like, it's just like, how the fuck does that work in your brain? But it's like, but it does to people. Like, people think yeah. this is totally logical, and that's like the thing is like when you take the Mr. Trudoni character, it's funny because it's like it makes perfect sense. Like she is one of the many characters where you're not, you're, there is in no way you trying to figure them out. It's not like Michael Myers, like where you're trying to figure out why Michael Myers is doing what he's doing. Mm -hmm. It's not like Jason. It's not Fred. It's, 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 it's not like a, like one of the like many horror. It's like, he's literally a real person. You can believe really exists. Exactly. And that's the most 
frightening thing, I think, because it's like she is not somebody that doesn't exist. Like she yeah. is not just this completely fake character. She is someone out there right now. Like it's like is she might not be going to the same extremes, but she exists. And it's like so the fact that she's like killing people. It's like, like it's kind of like the whole thing is like, I still think it's funny is um like in um Silver Bullet, at least Silver Bullet, they like they kind of portray it as that dude has clearly lost his fucking marbles. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's like, the whole point where he's killing people to like protect them from like the after like the, what will happen to them in the afterlife. Yeah, and yeah. it's like that's the like, second kind of a similar situation that's just kind of taken to an even more extreme level. Um, but it's like that thing is like I feel like that's the whole thing with this character that I think I think made me like this movie a lot was the fact that it is no, nothing about it is outside the realm of possibility, which makes it that much more kind of frightening. And it's never really played, even though she's played very over the top, it's not played in any way of a um, kind of you're laughing at her, like yeah. you're frightened by her. It's not like she's not Freddy Krueger. <laughs> like she's like she is closer to um like Mrs. Carmody and the witch. Which again, the reason that character is scary, because it feels like a real person. Yeah. And that's the thing is I think what's interesting with this movie is it's like this this woman who's killing people in order to like kind of uh prove her faith, which is fucking crazy. Like if you really break down the Ten Commandments, some of them admittedly don't make the most sense. But like, um, like the whole like fucking like basically the, the whole graven images and whatnot. It's just like it's. I mean, who gives a fuck? Um, like I really. Don't, I mean, I don't know if there's a god. I genuinely don't know if he cares that much about graven images. But who the fuck knows? But a very easy one to stand by. It's like the thing is like um, and I, as much as I don't really like the movie. Um, the point in um, Boondock Saints at the end of it, when they're like, do not kill, do not rape, like, do not steal. These are, like, these are things that any man of any faith can embrace. And it's like, it's true. Because it's like, the, the fact that she's killing people in the name of her faith is in of itself a contradiction of her own faith. And that's fascinating, I think. No, yeah, totally. Uh, I, I 100% uh, agree it's it is it's almost like uh remember the tagline for henry portrait of a serial killer he's not freddy he's not jason uh he's not michael myers he's real and that is the scariest thing about mrs tradoni is that she's real like you know like she she like that's the scariest thing she truly believes in her heart of hearts that she's doing the right thing you know that that she's being you know the the best uh, Catholic Christian, she could be because I think they're, they're meant to be like a Catholic community. So, and like to the point where she's enraged that Father Tom gives uh, the mom uh, and is about to give uh, Alice the, the, the body of Christ, uh, which she feels like she doesn't deserve it because she had Alice out of wedlock. Yeah. Um, and that's the reason why she's targeted this family is that. You know, they, they had Alice out of wedlock. Uh, they got married and then they got divorced. So to her, that's a sin against God. And so she's punishing the family for their transgressions against God. And it's just like it's this. And, you know, like the simple fact, exactly what you said is it's like there's people out there who really think like that. And it's just like that's the most terrifying aspect of this movie is that it's something that's just like cannot be held. Like, you know, 
like I said, Freddy, you know, not real. Jason's not real, you know, but Mr. Trelawney, she's very real. People are like her exist. And that's the scariest part, you know, that they're, they're, they're. And if you break it down, it's even the most scary fucking thing. Like the, 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 the fucking inciting incident of this movie is they're killing a child. Like that's the most fucked up thing I think is like when she kills um, people later on, um, it's like it's less shocking, um, but and you kind of almost forget it I think. Um, but the inciting incident of the movie is that she kills a fucking child on her like, communion day. Yeah, like how the fuck can you in any way explain that away? Like the the in your, how can you rationalize that in your brain? Like because it's like. There have been so many times where, like, I have had, like, I've been, I've dealt with children in my life. And then, like, it's, I mean, yeah, they're being whatever, but they're a fucking kid. They don't fucking know any better. Mm. And it's, like, the fact that, like, the inciting incident of the movie is that. Is, that's another fucking thing that I think is, like, legitimately really fucking disturbing about this movie. Is it's, like, that it's, that's your jumping off point. Like, it's almost the, like, it's, like, it's, like, you're, like... Everything after that, kind of nothing I feel like can truly live up to it just because, like, that's such a deeply fucking horrible thing to, like, still, like, like to, to start your story off on. So, like, when she ends up killing people later on, it's not the same thing. Because, like, some of them, like, one of them especially, let's be honest, kind of deserves it. Um, <laughs> we're talking about Alfonso, aren't we? Yes. Um, <laughs> no, but it's weird. That, like, I'm glad you brought him up because I, w- I wanted to talk about him because it's like it's weird that she targets this 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 family, you know, for what she perceives as them sinning against the Lord, when there is motherfuckers out there who greatly deserve it. I mean, she does kill Alfonso, but she does not kill Alfonso for being a a diddler or a attempted diddler. When, when he basically sexually assaults Alice, she doesn't kill him for that. But, like, she kills him for an entirely different reason. And then there's also the police who are sexualizing Alice after they give her the lie detector test. And they're, they're, they're talking about... She is 12 years old, and they're openly talking about her. Oh, did you see her tits? And it's just like, you're a disgusting piece of shit. She ain't killing them. They just, you know... I mean, <laughs> it's harsh, but they fucking deserve it. You know, because that's sick, twisted shit. You know what I'm saying? But that goes ignored. I mean, granted, it can be stated that she didn't know about that, but it, you know, it, it really is just like she, she, there, there are people out there who are openly sick and twisted and, and in Alfonso's case, fucking evil and, and, and just revolting. Alfonso is one of the most revolting motherfuckers I've ever seen in movies. <laughs> um, but largely, like, her main target is this family because they had a child out of wedlock. And that is the greatest sin of the Lord she could think of. So she destroys this entire family. She murders the youngest child. She murders the father. Uh, She attempts to murder the aunt. In this case, the the aunt kind of deserved it too because she was a bitch. Um, And and I I, 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 I like to point that out. Like it's just like my whole thing is like I told you I said this before. It's like it's it's why I always think it's funny when people are like. Um, people who deserve to die or because they're like shitty people. I'm just like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. You're saying this person deserves to be murdered? <laughs> like, it's just like, it's like, it's like, there's always that prompt that goes around every few months on horror Twitter where it's like, this person deserved it. I remember like there was even like fucking, I was like, to, like, a, like, um, I think Trent is his name in Friday 13th, 2009. 
Um, and everyone's always like, that guy deserved it. I was like, because he was a shitty person who cheated on his girlfriend, like, he should, he deserved to get fucking impaled on a fucking, like, uh, tow truck? Like, what the fuck? Like, where is your brain? Like, that's deeply disturbing. Like, But I'm also viewing it through, like, real life, where I guess people are not, but... No, yeah, I, I feel that. But, like, no. It, it's, it's just, like, also... I, I think that points out the hypocrisy uh, of religion where it's just like these people don't get a pass, but these people do. You know what I'm saying? And, and like for, for whatever reason, you know what I'm saying? And, so, and it's just like, uh, like, like I said, the police officers openly sexualizing uh, a, a young preteen girl. Um, Fonzo uh, being like, you know, an attempted diddler. Um, I also like how Alice continuously fucks with him, though. Like, like you know, saying the fact that she refers to him as fatty every time she sees him. Um, I like when she's in his apartment, like to give him like the the, the rent, the the check, and like you know, as she's just completely dunking on him the whole time. Says you don't, you look like you don't clean much in here. It smells like cat piss, and like he's trying to change the subject because obviously she's hurting him. With, like you know, he's like you don't like your aunt very much, and she's like I don't like you. <laughs> I was like yes, yes, because he's a piece of shit scumbag motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like and like, I don't think that's cat piss she's smelling. I think it's his own piss because he clearly has piss stains on the front of his pants. That uh, pants that he wears, I think, throughout the entirety of the movie, he never changes. Fat, slobby, fucking, fat, stinking motherfucker. Like, I'm, I'm not fat shaming because I'm fat myself. But, just... <laughs> <laughs> like, but like, yeah, it's just. But I, I'm, I'm wondering. I'm pretty sure that that could have been the point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't really uh, ask that question now because I think the the director has since passed away. But also to point out, like, the hypocrisy of the church, where it's just, like, people who, whether more or less deserve it, get get away, get a pass. Well, Alfonso gets his. But like I said, it's it's for a reason other than what we know of him to be an ultimate scumbag. The cop gets away, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but it's just, like, her rage is really focused on this one family because they made what she considers a transgression against the Lord that she, you know, she cannot turn her back on. Like, it's just like, like to the point where she murders the priest. At I'm the just end saying of the her movie. response to that is to murder the fucking priest. And I'm just like, how in your brain does this seem okay? I mean, granted, yes, you're obviously insane, but like, holy shit. Like, like, the, and the most disturbing thing about it is that she murders him and then she holds him and she's smiling like, I did good. I did yes. good. And, and that's, that's just the most terrifying thing. Like, she, she really thinks she did a good deed right there by murdering the, 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 the priest in front of the whole congression. You know what I'm saying? Like, just in front of, every, openly in front of everybody, in front of, like, you know, all the parishioners. In front of the cops, you know, and she thinks she did a good thing. She thinks she did what was necessary. And that is the most terrifying thing, you know. Also, uh, I, I think that's the inside the incident that caused Alice to snap. Because I, I like, I like, like, we're, we're going to get into it uh, eventually when we talk about The Witch, but I just like how both movies are like, well, 
Well, the thing that you were accusing this girl of, she wasn't, but she is now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was, that was the thing I remember like, when I watched the like when I watched the, I hadn't seen it before, and I was just like, wait what? <laughs> I was just like at the end of it, I was just like, I at no point I was just like, wait, did I somehow miss something? <laughs> like I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, cause it's like it has one of the weirdest like this movie. I will say like it's um well I do really enjoy it. It's fucking weird as hell. Um, but it's it's less it's like it's weird in a way that I still as I said, like I still enjoy it. Whereas like there's a lot of like kind of giallo stuff where I'm just like. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't care. Like I was just like I just am not into this at all, um, and like it just because again I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying it does not. It just does not. I do not vibe with. It. I remember like, that was the thing. I remember like that was the whole thing with um, um. I I mean I guess our friend Scott uh, Phillips um was like asking me why, and I was like I honestly can't tell you. Like I don't I don't have like a specific like gripe. It just doesn't. Nine, like with the exception of like Tenebrae, I just like I just don't vibe with it. It just for whatever reason, it's like Tenebrae and like Cemetery Man are like outliers. But like most of the time, I just don't vibe with it. It's not not say like I think it's bad. I just don't. This does not do anything for me. But like there are people that I know who like watch it and have very very passionate responses to it and love it very much. And I'm not saying that they're wrong for doing so. Like it's just like I'm saying for me personally, just not my thing. And then it's like, in this case, it's like you have kind of, um, it's like I said, like you're kind of doing it to this American lens, which makes it work for me more than most. But it's still like, there's so much of it. I'm just like, this is fucking crazy. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, but like, it's still, I said, it still works for me in the end. Like, I still think it's like, a, it's a really solid movie. Um, but it's like, I remember like, that was the thing. It's like, I was meant to say that when I saw the ending, I was just like, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, what? That was what? Like, and then it was it just, and it's just over. It's like fucking credits. I was yeah, like, yeah. no, I, I want to understand. <laughs> Make me understand. Like, what the fuck just happened? Nah, I mean, it's, it's it, you know what I'm saying? Because the, the whole thing is that uh, she, she hates Alice most of all because Alice is a child that was born out of wedlock. You know what I'm saying? Like she hates the moms, had dead for you know having premarital sex. That's a sin, and you know they gave birth to this bastard child. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, it's weird that she murdered Karen. I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm guessing she murdered Karen because she found her unfit to have communion. You know what I'm saying? For being the another child of these unfit, terrible people who just you know like doing it before you know the dad put a ring on it. Um, you know, that was the, the only real, <laughs> like, the sin, you know. And then, essentially, frames uh, Alice for it. I mean, I don't think she necessarily intended to frame, because she continues killing even after Alice is locked up. Yeah. You know, that it, ju it just worked out for her. Because she clearly, like, the first time, like, we see her, like, come into contact with Alice, she clearly cannot stand the girl. And and, and most people, like, and the, 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 the funny thing is that it's not unwarranted because Alice is clearly disturbed from the beginning. Like she has issues, you know what I'm saying? Like, like she, she, I mean, Alfonso deserves every piece of shit thrown his way, but like she, she obviously goes a little farther and shit by like teasing him in a sexual manner. 
like when she gives him the the chocolate cake and like she suggestively licks her finger, like and she's not doing it like like as a tease. She's doing it to mock him because she knows he gets no pussy. You know what I'm saying? So she's just like, yeah, like you know, you know, saying you piece of shit, and then like shoves the cake in his stomach. Is like, mom thought you should have some cake, fatty. You know what I'm saying? It's just like she clearly has open disdain for him, and like the way she teases Karen by like scaring her, which as as you mentioned was featured in the hundred uh, scariest moments uh, on Bravo. Um, and clearly it's just, uh, just, you know, against, I mean, I'm not saying anything against, but like, she clearly has like a sense of like anger for the fact that Karen is doing her communion, you know what I'm saying? And like, she steals her veil, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like really dismissive of her sister. So like when Karen is eventually murdered, you know, everybody's like, oh, she did it. You know, of course she did it. And then like, you know. She she has open confrontations with uh, her aunt. So when her aunt gets almost uh, murdered, uh, even her aunt is like, "Oh yeah, Alice did it. Alice Alice tried to kill me." You know what I'm saying? And the mom's like, "No, you didn't. You're fucking lying. You just don't like her." Said, "No, she did it. She tried to kill me." You know what I'm saying? Like I, I watched her, and you know they 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 throw Alice you know into like psychiatric hospital for for children and all that stuff, and it's like all those events, you know, and then like. Like not just the death of, of Father Tom, but also the fact that unintentionally he he does not give her the the, the body of Christ again because the um, the first time like you know during the communion uh, he doesn't give it to her you know what I'm saying because she's not doing communion you know what I'm saying and then also of course like her the mom pulls her away and then she attempts the second time and she doesn't get it but he doesn't do it intentionally. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he's trying to get Mr. Stradoni the fuck out of there. Um, so, like, he unintentionally bypasses uh, uh, Alice. And, like, that, coupled with the fact that, like, you know, the murder and all that stuff, I think, was, like, the, the, the final nail in her sanity. And, like, clearly, you know, like I said, like, you know, she wasn't a murderer before, but she's definitely one at the end of that motherfucker. <laughs> she is definitely gonna go on a killing spree herself. You know what I'm saying? And, and like that's the like, and I and the, like I think like the creepiest thing too is like you know she she's walking down like you know the aisle with the bag and she's got the bloody knife on her and then she looks at the camera and then the credits roll and there's no music, yeah, it's just silence and you're just left on this frozen image of this girl who's now just completely off the fucking deep end, and we know she's about to do murders her own, and you're just left with that image in silence, and it's just like so unsettling. And it's just like, yeah, man. It's just like well, also like the image of like the the um like the killer. I think is also like because it's like it's very basic, but it's also like there's something fucking off putting about it. Like it's it's really just it's a fucking um just yellow rain slicker and fucking like a like a cheap ass like Halloween mask. Yeah, but it's like it's like but for whatever reason, like you put it in the context of the movie and it's really fucking like just unsettling like it's just like it's just kind of like there's just a, there's a creepiness to it no yeah uh ab- absolutely you know and uh, like yeah that this is that's definitely you know all all that wrapped up and this is why i i i immediately fell in love with this movie like like it's a vibe too it's like you know vibe i was getting while i was watching it like it, it reminded me mostly of uh 
I mean, not in sense of like like context, like you know, uh, like plot wise, but like in its vibe and its look is uh, Martin, uh, George Romero's Martin, which I cannot um, speak to. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right, you haven't seen it. Yes. But like, no, it's like that kind of like that 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 perfect kind of low budget horror where it's just like you know, it was made like you know, in just like this, you know urban area i don't want to say ghetto because i hate that term um like urban area you know what i'm saying uh just me like you know that one was obviously made in pittsburgh this one was made in new jersey but like it all feels the same like you know homegrown like talent uh be coming out and making like you know this uh low budget thriller in in their you know um urban area and it's just and it's it's, it's beautiful like um it's like one of those things I just love about like just low budget filmmaking where it's just like areas that you're used to, like, you know, cause I've seen fucking houses like, uh, uh, like the ones featured in Alice, sweet Alice all the fucking time and shit. But it's just like, you know, with the right filmmaker and, and crew behind him, like they can make like areas you're used to, like just the most terrifying thing. Well, that's like, the thing I think with horror in general, the other thing I still think is funny about like, um, like poltergeist for instance, where it's just like um, nothing about poltergeist, like where you're. Like, it's, not, it's not like okay, like in most haunted house movies, like when you're like rolling up to the haunted house, you're immediately like unsettled because mm-hmm. you're like you know like you just from the look of it, you don't like the look of it, and it's like the thing of like poltergeist was basically just like we're gonna do a ghost story in suburbia, and it's like so it's like you're your brain doesn't even know the danger you're in like you are with other movies. Like, you watch The House on Haunted Hill, like, you know what you're in for before you watch it. Whereas, like, like that movie, you were like, oh, shit. Um, right. Nobody could have really seen that coming. Um, and, like, this is similar to where it's just like... And this is also the same thing with, like, Halloween, for that it matter. It's just, like, Halloween is in, like, just... Like, it was basically... It was the proto-slasher, and it's in a very basic fucking town like it's like the town like many people it's very similar to how people grow up like a lot of people like it's similar to the town i grew up in like it's i mean like and for that matter like if you break down like most slashers it's like very kind of familiar areas like it's very it's kind of like most of the time it's like uh like the, like the, the times like that where it's like urban areas it's always like a fucking death wish movie where it's yeah. like fucking like fucking charles bronson coming in to clean up the area um whereas like in terms of like slasher movies it's generally very like familiar locations where it's like it's almost kind of comforting and they're kind of upending that by um kind of showing like the darkness creeping in whereas kind of like the movies like i was referred to are kind of the opposite where like, the, the places that like a lot of people were scared of and then it's like the movie is kind of giving them the comfort of watching the area being like cleaned up, so to speak. Um, and it's like, so it's kind of an inverse, which I think is kind of like, I never really thought about it before, but it is kind of funny how like slash movies were like made to be scary and like fucking action movies were made to be like exciting and fun. Um, and it's like on paper, they should both be terrified. <laughs> like yeah. they're both about a motherfucker that is unhinged murdering people. It's just a matter of how you're approaching the subject matter and like the tone you're portraying throughout the film. Right. Yeah. 
um, like in the slasher movies case, it's mental health, but uh, in the action movie case, it's America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, the, like, yeah, the dying for America is, is a reasonable way to die, you know, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, whatever. Well, in the case of like, I remember cause, like, the, the thing is, like, I remember that there was like one day when you posted something like Death Wish, like three or four. And like I had posted like a kind of like a frightened gif, and you were like, you have a problem with death. And like, because to me, like the thing of the Death Wish movies, and I don't, I've only watched the first one, so I really, like, I mean, I've seen the other ones when I was a child, but I don't remember them. Um, but it's like to me, they always struck me as like fairly racist. Um, so it's like watching them now, I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> like it's like I find those more disturbing than any fucking horror movie because <laughs> it's like basically just white guy killing minorities and like and then eventually when that stopped being like socially acceptable it's just white guy killing other white guys in the name of like I'm right and you're wrong <laughs> like yeah. you're living if, your life wrong if you go end to, it for you <laughs> if, if you go through the Death Wish series the bad guys started getting lighter and lighter yeah <laughs> <laughs> Until the last one where all the bad guys are as white as he is. <laughs> and for our second is um we already said so, and obviously you would get it if you were looking at the title thing anyway. Um, but it's Robert Eggers' The Witch, uh, which is a movie that I actually, it's funny. It's like I saw it in the theater and um, one of the worst theatrical experiences I've ever had in my life, which is not a knock on the film at all. I truly have enjoyed the film so much since the theater. But um, I live in a less rednecky area than I grew up in but a more rednecky area than like where you are. So like the fact that this was released at like the local malls movie theater um, is fucking crazy. Cause I was watching it in a theater of people who clearly did not know what the fuck they were walking into. Like the idea of art house horror, I don't think would have ever occurred to them in their entire lives. And their <laughs> only idea of horror is the most basic jump scary bullshit. Yeah. And um, so when I was watching it, I remember when it was like there was a certain point where like you could literally hear people like getting like antsy and I'm like just leave just fucking go like nobody's fucking forcing you to stay here right. like it's because it's, 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 it's I think it's a great movie and I think it's Robert Eggers' best movie but also I think it's a movie that like like all of his movies um, really requires it asks patience of you and requires patience of you it's kind of like my whole thing with like Skinnerink where it's like I really like Skinnerink. I think the people who don't like it are obnoxious about it, but I also yeah. understand their like thing where it's like, if you were not patient with it, then I understand why you would not enjoy it. Um, and the thing, same thing is with the witch for me is it's a movie that like, it's very slow and deliberate, but also it feels so real. It's such a real take on such so like a deeply, like almost fairy tale esque subject matter and because of its approach, it is so deeply fucking disturbing and frightening when it actually gets to where it's going that, like, as I said, if you are patient, then you will be rewarded for that patience. If you are not, you will not have a good fucking time. And, I mean, granted, you shouldn't have a good time anyway, because it's a really fucked up movie. But, like, um, 
if you're especially not going into it, if you're expecting like a regular fucking movie that's going to play on 4,000 screens, you're not going to have the, you're not going to have a good experience. Like it's not like those movies. And, um, but it's like, I've always had like, a, it, it gave me a lot of appreciation for Robert Eggers out of the gate because um, it's very similar um, to uh, Alice Sweet Alice in the sense that like, it's basically just about like, when you have, deeply religious convictions yes they are pushed to the absolute limits and like what happens in that situation because the thing that i also that i had read and i actually never even thought about um but i'd read about this uh when i was like um after i watched this again bruce's conversation that apparently robert eggers um had made it to be viewed two ways yeah where it's, you can view it as literal which is the way i always have um, yeah. where it's, it's this family being like tormented and eventually destroyed by supernatural forces. There is also the interpretation that it is entirely just real life people losing their fucking minds and you're watching it in real time, essentially. And, um, I don't like that interpretation as much, but I definitely think that makes the movie interesting on a different level um i don't hate it by any stretch of imagination um but like to me i much prefer the idea of it just being a truly like i think i think the best part of the movie is um in the end where the whole time you're basically just like i don't know what's real and what isn't and then when they do the black uh philip reveal it's like oh like this was this is what it really was the whole time. And like, that's so much more interesting to me than pretty much anything that normally would get released on the level that this was. Although I feel like in recent years, I feel like, I don't, I don't honestly know. I can't think of it. Um, but I think like this was kind of the pilot program for like a 24 releasing, at least from my memory of releasing their stuff in like bigger releases, like in multiplexes. Yeah, and um, now I feel like it's much more like if you go to one of these, you know what you're walking into. Because um, I remember, like when I saw it was even just a few years later. Because um, I saw, um, like, I want to say, like, I can't remember the timeline, but like pretty soon after this, I saw um, Hereditary in the theater, which was another fucking nightmarish experience. It was the same theater, and then, but by the, by the time I saw Midsummer, um, that was a fantastic experience the crowd was very engaged and i feel like it's a matter of like it just kind of it's by this point if you know what a24 is you know what you're walking into and you're either not going to go based on that or you're going to understand what you're going into when you walk into it but the witch i think is a really good example of like what a24 horror is and why it pisses me the fuck off whenever people use it as like a fucking insult because i was just like there are truly great filmmakers making great fucking horror movies and you're fucking insulting all of them in order to get your fucking yuck yucks. And that infuriates me because fucking Robert Eggers with this movie has made, in my estimation, one of the best horror movies of the 2010s, one of the best horror movies of this century. Like the witch, I cannot say enough like great things about. I think it's fucking wonderful. No, yeah, I I agree. I I I didn't catch it in theaters, but I had really wanted to see it. And uh, it's funny because uh, I have a friend named Jason uh, who who had a dog that he named Black Philip. 
and uh, I was like, yeah, like, oh yeah, I named him Black Philip after the 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 the, the, the witch, and um, I was like, oh, that's 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 cute, and then I actually watched the witch, and I'm like. What the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Like, I would not have an animal named Black Phillip ever in my presence. And, like, literally, you just live with this puppy that you've named after this damned creature in this just this this movie that just gave me heart palpitations. Yeah, I was... That, that first watch, I was completely in, in, engrossed into it. I was just, like... You know, it, it's one of those, those type of horror movies I love where it's just, like, you know, that... Like, you know, just that rising sense of dread. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, things are happening, but it's like, not in the sense that, like, you know, like, um, like, you know, boo, jump scares, you know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. It's just like, like, the fear of what's happening around them is just getting greater and greater and greater until, like, they're all driven mad. You know what I'm saying? And then it's just like, like, the the big thing that happens is that they all fucking end up killing each other. Well, Except, except uh, Thomason, um, but like yeah, like like I mean, I, I read that too. Where it's just like it could be, be perceived like in a psychological manner, where it's just like they look. Like it was mad. on purpose, I guess. That was like he designed it that way. It was like so you could interpret either way. And I was just like, I never actually heard that, but I was just like, once I did, I was just like, I see that that was that's in there. Like that's definitely an interpretation of it. It's not like he's like one of the filmmakers like who is just like. Oh no! I always intended for it to be like that. He's like, no, no, I shot it, so you can, you can go either way. It's entirely up to you where you go with that too. Like we were talking like um, off mic about like David Lynch, and like <laughs> yeah. the, the, thing, the thing about Lynch that I always thought was cool was that like, he doesn't tell you whether or not your interpretation is correct or not. He's like, I made this movie. What you get from it is what you get from it. I don't. I'm not telling you that you're right or wrong. That, 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 I was just about to bring that up that we were talking about David Lynch off mic, and this is like, I like, like, it, like. You know, uh, you know, in comparison to Robert Eggers, who's just like, here's one way you could look at the movie, and here's one, and like, you know, either way you look at it, you're right. And then like, compare that to when like people asked David Lynch to explain like one of his movies, like uh, when he stated that Eraserhead was his most spiritual film, and it was like, elaborate on that. No, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like the way he was talking. Uh, I forgot what movie. I think they were talking about Inland Empire, like where he was talking to Mark Mode. and Mark Mode had this theory about, like you know, like what the movie meant, like particularly like you know the surges in like electricity, like it happens, like you know, like character arcs happen with, like you know, he had this big theory, and he's like, I know you don't like to explain your movies, but could you tell me, am I right? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like this is why I love David Lynch. It's like you know, it's this. Could you please explain it to us? Fuck you. <laughs> but now, nah, yeah, um, I, I 100% agree with you on the fact that you know, uh, I mean, like we're 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 in a grand age of horror, so I think people are a lot more open now. You know, what I'm saying, and probably if this was released today, it would be more accepted. You know, but like it was released at a time where it's just like, you know, the horror fans have just like. Had, had a vision of what they perceive horror to be. And just like they, you know, I mean, they're still out there like that because, like, look how, like, they named, uh, what was it? Um, Skin of a Rink as uh, the, the best horror movie of, of last year. And everybody was like, what? That? That was fucking boring. And whatever, dude. 
Um, it, it, it's, it's, you know, whatever the fuck. I don't, I don't care. Uh, you know, I, I loved it. You go fuck yourself. Um, and that's the same thing with this. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, like A24, like, you know, they had, you know, the, that happened to them many a times where like people were like critics were raving about hereditary as being like, you know, absolutely terrifying. And then like, you had people coming out saying that movie was fucking boring. It sucks. And it wasn't scary at all. And like me, but their idea of scares is, uh, you know, somebody jumping out going boogie, boogie, boogie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, uh, like Bagul at the end of Sinister. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, uh, Scott Derrickson made this, you know, absolutely terrifying movie, but like Jason Blum was like, you gotta have a jump scare at the end. And it's just like, fine, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause he, like, he understands what audiences want, but still, it's just like, it's cheap at the end of like this masterful effort that Scott Derrickson made. Um, Definitely we talk about Sinister at a later date, by the way. Um, but, it, like, yeah, it's just like, you know, I, I mean, I understand, but it's just like, it's also annoying when it's just like you you have a, a director making a considerable effort to make a true horror film and, like, with sense of what horror should be, you know what I'm saying? It should be, like, one long, terrifying experience, which is what which I found this to be, where it's just like, from from... The minute that uh, baby Samuel disappears, you know what I'm saying, the tension starts and it doesn't stop until the movie cuts to black. It's just one long tension filled, you know, 90 minutes. Uh, And and I, I love that. And I love that. But, you know, it's not people jumping out of the dark and shit. It's not a cat jumping out of the closet. You know, uh, I think you know that was the thing i mean we were talking about this before off mic um at a earlier time um about blair witch in comparison to the blair witch project which the blair witch project is very much that you know what i'm saying it's one long tension filled journey you know and when that came out like you know critics said the same thing it was like oh it's the scariest movie i ever seen and but audience was like this fucking sucks well it depends you know? like, i feel like some people it's gonna it's funny i like to see like i mean i wanted to do blair witch at some point anyway but um like to that point though it's like my whole thing with uh, the thing I always talk about is like how personal horror is. So I remember like when I was um, like when that movie came out. So I was probably like, uh, I'm guessing like 16, uh, 15, 16. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember I was wearing um, a Blair Witch t-shirt. It was like, a, it was like the, the missing poster of the characters. And um, I had seen Blair Witch in the theater and I just had a good time. Like I just had a, I thought it was, I thought it was a fun time. Yeah. And then, um, they, like I, there was like this, um, this kid that was like one of like the tougher kids in my school. He was like a hardcore kid, like whatever. Um, and he saw me in the shirt, and he was just like, "That's one of the scariest movies I ever saw in my entire life." And I was just like, "Really?" And like, it wasn't like I was like, I just thought it was a good time. And it was, he's like, "Yeah, no, dude, you scared the shit out of me." And I was just like, "That's when I kind of realized." I was just like, "Oh, okay." So like, everyone has certain things here and there that like frighten them. That's why you can never say a movie is scary or not scary. Right. Because there's no way to know what's going to frighten somebody else. Yeah, like exactly. what is not frightening to you might be very frightening to somebody else. And that's my whole thing with like this movie. Like I said, like I saw people, uh, or at least I heard them and I felt them getting very fucking antsy watching it. And while I, I was getting progressively more and more tense because it's like, it's not outside the realm of possibility. Especially if you interpret it as just basically being them kind of descending into madness yeah. but like even if you don't if you descend, if you like look at it literally 
is just like it's almost kind of Cronenbergian in the sense of like the thing I just talked about when we did the fly was it's like the whole thing about the like the way that like most horror directors work is it's like they'll build tension and then like a leash tension and like in a scary scene. Whereas yeah. the way that Cronenberg does it is it's like every scene just gets worse until the end where it's just everything is just completely fallen apart and gone to shit and you're just wrecked as an audience member. And this is kind of similar in terms of like what Eggers does is very similar where it's, even though it's not in the body horror sense, but it's very much in the sense that like, it's just about a mounting, as you said, like the dread and tension and just ratcheting it up very, 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 very slowly until it gets to a fever pitch. And that's what I think ultimately makes it scary and makes it memorable is that like, it's not hitting you over the head. Like it's not, and I don't mean to insult this movie, but I don't like it, so it's fine. Um, but like The Nun, where it's like, I saw that, and it's just like, it's just, it's not, not only is it not scary, but like when it's trying to be scary, it still doesn't even do that well to me. Like it was just like, it was just like, it was just a very much like paint by the numbers studio horror movie. Yeah, it's and pop horror. Like, yeah, and then like this, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. There's no, tons yeah. of pop horror that I love. Like fucking the screen movies are pop horror. I fucking love yeah. them. But it's like, um, it just wasn't, it just, I just didn't, it just, to me, it was just like, it's the exact same. It's like, it's like, it's like the hair metal of horror. It just, it just didn't do anything for me. Um, yeah. But like, I know a lot of people that really love it and that's fine. Um, I'm not saying it's bad, good or bad. I'm just saying it's not, I just don't vibe with it. And like, it's my whole thing with like this, where it's like, I very much do, but I also understand the people that don't. Because it's like, it's funny how like, when you say like 90 minutes, and it is, but it's funny because like, I always remember it being longer. Like, I remember like when I watched it again for the purposes of this, I remembered it being like between two and two and a half hours. And then I watched it again and I'm like, oh no, it's not. It's just like, it's all of, I feel like all of like your stuff, it just, it hit the way that he works. It's just like a, such a slow unfolding. And it's not like it's like, um, it's, it's, it's well paced. I shouldn't say that. It, I, I don't mean to like give any sense that it's, I don't think it's well paced. It's very, but it's very deliberately paced. Like he's very clearly like, he's not just like instantly throwing you into the story. He's right. just like giving you what you need in that moment, no more, no less. And then the next moment, a little bit more. Next moment, a little bit more. A little bit more, a little more. Until you finally kind of have the whole picture by the end of the movie, which is honestly the way it should work. Like, that thing is like, I feel like more movies should do that, where it's like you don't know what the fuck you're watching until you've actually finished it. And I think that's kind of like the best part of this, as I said. Like, it's like at the end, it's so earned. Like when like you get to that point when the whole family is dead and she's like just at that point just so fucking like ready to just give up and give over to whatever. And then mm. there's the reveal that Black Phillip is exactly what you thought he was right. and what you refuse to believe. And she instantly gives herself over to it. And that's the most frightening thing. That's why I think it's like it's like the thing is like the end of the movie. Also, I think there's something that's open interpretation. It's almost kind of like um, in Blade Runner when um, he says, like, I want more life. And it's like either father or fucker. And you can you yeah. you kind of get your own thing on it. Yeah. Um, it's like when, at the end, you can see it as because I originally saw it as her laughing and I watched it again. And also it looks like she's crying. And you could also you could you could really go either way. And I think like, I do think this thing that's interesting about the movie is like so much of it is left up to you, which you'd think that people would <laughs> like, but I've learned 
people don't. <laughs> people do not like that. Like I remember that's like I I had this argument when like Inception came out, where like my sister-in-law was really pissed at the ending where they don't actually answer whether or not he's in the dream or in real yeah. life. And right. I was like, that's the point though. Like you should be happy because like you can pick whichever you prefer. Like it's like if you want to believe that he's in real life and it's a happy ending, you can. If you want to believe that he's fucked and he's never getting out of that dream, you can believe that too. And neither is right or wrong because they don't tell you. And I think that's a good thing. But yeah, as a, the audiences don't like that at all. No, it's true. It's like I, I, I've said that, thought of that many times. It's like it's weird that audiences hate when a filmmaker treats them like they're smart but appreciates when filmmakers treat them like they're stupid where it's just like they like you know it's that whole thing like just go into the movie and shut your brain off like why would you do that you know what i'm yeah. saying like why would you want to shut your brain off you know like uh, you know i i want to engage with the movie like i want to use like you know be intuitive and like you know figure it out you know what i'm saying and break it down because you know that's one of the joys of watching movies but most audiences just you know, they're just used to having everything explained to them, and like you know, be so they don't have to think. You know, so so when you or have just like wildly <laughs> accepting mediocrity, which I think is fucking annoying. Because like that thing is like, oh, I, yeah. I, mean, I feel really bad. About, I, I don't want to like put them on blast, but like um, the thing that really stuck in my fucking craw was when um, like Billy was was talking about the bricklayer recently, and he's just like praising it as like a perfectly fine three star movie. I'm like. Why are you saying positive things about something you're calling mediocre? Like, what the fuck? Like, no, dude. Like, you should strive for more than that. Like, holy shit. Like, if I watch something and it's fine, that's fine. But I'm not going to praise that thing. Like, but it's the thing that we've gotten to a place, I feel like, where people are happy with, like, the bare fucking minimum. And that, to me, is fucking crazy. So it's like when you have something like this or like The Lighthouse or even the fucking Northman, which is like how you do a fucking action movie in a very fucking thought-provoking way. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like people treat it with disdain, which I genuinely can't fathom. Like it generally, it breaks my brain to try to like break that down. Like not even breaking down the film, breaking down people's reaction to the film hurts me so much more than anything the movie did. <laughs> I, I like I like how this show is basically like we love our fr we love our friends, but you all fucking suck at the No, I'm time. not even saying I think I'm, like, I'm not shooting on Billy. I know, I know, I know. Saying, <laughs> like, I know, I know. I just it by saying that, but I was just like because I don't feel he's alone. I feel like there's a lot of people that do this. And it just it's so bizarre to me because I'm just like, okay, it's like you said the, the shut your brain off thing. It's like, okay, sure. When I go to, like, Fast X, yes, I am expecting big, ridiculous spectacle. That's, and once in a while, that's okay. Like, I feel like that was the thing is, like, I also think um, it's kind of the weirdest thing about movies now, where it's, like, it used to be that, like, you would get, like, real movies, like, that were about something for, like, nine months out of the year, and then for three months out of the year, you would get, like, Roland Emmerich movies and like Michael Bay movies and like with a like big ridiculous spectacle. And that was cool. Like it was like, that's what summer movies were for. Yeah. But it's like now it's like, you just have this constant stream of like, shut your brain off something you're talking about. And it's like, you only get like a couple months of like thought provoking movies. Um, 
during like like the Oscar like award season. And it's like that to me, it's like that's why like I was really stoked when like for instance, like um you had like Oppenheimer uh coming out and making a billion dollars. So I'm like, that should like that should be the thing that people are going to all the time. Like yeah. where it's like it's not just like it's not just laid out for you. It's not like it's not big and dumb. It's like when it's it's a like a real film. Like it's it's like whatever. And like even like Barbie, I think is more than like and people figured out obviously when they saw it, but I was like on paper, they don't think it is. And it's like the fact that like two of the biggest movies of the year were actually intelligent, well-crafted movies makes me happy for like the future of where we're going. Cause like that thing is like, even though I love like I love superhero movies, like I love action movies, like, there's there's tons of, like, I love shitty fucking horror movies. Like I love there's so many like shitty straight to video horror movies that I love. But it's like I like that once in a while. Like I also would, but I would prefer. That's why I think it's it's really cool the way the A twenty four is kind of built and built and built, because it's like now it's more acceptable. I think to have what basically are real movies, and they can be any genre, but like they're basically real movies, but they're getting decent distribution. Like it's not just like an art house thing. Like you can have the witch play on thousands of screens in malls in upstate New York for one, which. There was a time when that was not a thing. And it's like, so it's like, I think that's, we're definitely heading in a good direction. And I'm glad about that. But I'm just like, I feel like that's the thing. It's like a lot of the people who like say, like, shut your brain off are also more than happy to like champion things that aren't interesting. And that to me is just baffling. No, yeah. No, I agree. Um, we'll, we'll see how long it lasts. And I'm saying, like, like regarding what you said about like, being you know happy about like where we're headed uh, i don't i don't have that much faith in in general audiences to be so accepting you know uh like because because even in, in, in the realm of like like summer blockbusters like even they got dumber as because you know the thing like summer blockbusters used to be aliens and terminator 2 which are fairly like thought provoking like it's about you know robots fighting Terminator 2 but it's also fairly thought provoking you know what I'm saying it's a very human you know drama aspect to it and then like you know it just became shit like Independence Day where it's just like you know like yes like, well yeah that's, that's why I did call out Emmerich but like I also feel like again I like Independence Day it's like Independence Day once in a while is great like it's like you throw me a fucking big ridiculous action sci-fi whatever movie every once in a while that's cool. Because, like, at the same time, I feel like if I was only watching, like, um, it's like, it's like basically it's like if you're only eating, like, steamed vegetables all the time, you're yeah, going yeah. to get sick of steamed vegetables. No matter how enriching they are for you, at a certain point, you're going to not want to have that. You're going to want, like, a slice of pizza. And no, it's like, like yeah. So it's like, that's no, my whole thing with it. No, no, I absolutely agree. I've made that same argument myself. I just used hamburgers. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's like, I mean, as a matter of fact, I, I think I had this conversation with Lindsay b before, like, like you know, the same kind of like, you know, uh, issue was like, like shutting your brain off, like you know, like for for movies, but shutting out other movies in in the process. You know what I'm saying? It's basically like you know, because you only like hamburgers. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like, ah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want steamed vegetables. I don't want, you know, juicy steak. You know what I'm saying? With a side of potatoes. Uh, I just want hamburgers and french fries and, and vanilla shakes. And it's like, no, yeah, that's good. It's filling, but 
it's not nourishing. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? I mean, how do you know you're not going to like the, the steak and potatoes? How do you know you're not going to like the steamed vegetables? You never tried it. You know what I'm saying? You just only stick to, you know, this particular meal, you know? And it's just like, you, you don't knock it until you try it. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, like people, they'll, they'll, they'll look at a, a movie. It's like, you know, the whole judging a book by its cover. Like, I'm pretty sure there's people who looked at like a trailer for The Witch and was like, yeah, I'm not watching that shit. And it's like, how do you know you won't like it? You know, you, you didn't even give it a try. Like, how do you know, like, there's, there's not, like, a, a plot element, like, not just of The Witch, but, like, any other movie, you know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, A24 releases. Like, how do you know there's, there's not elements in any one of them that you're not going to relate to? You know what I'm saying? Like, movies, like, you know what I'm saying, regardless, you know what I'm saying, whether they be action, horror, drama, comedy, sci-fi, um, there, there, there's going to be a point where it's just, like, you're going to watch one that you know, you resonate with and, and you relate to. And, like, you know, it, 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 almost like it tells you a bit about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it reveals something about you that, like, you never know you, you see before. It's like, you know, tasting steak for the first time. It's like, oh, my God, this is fucking delicious. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You rejected it for so long when you finally tried it. It was like, oh, my God, this is this is great. You know, but that's not to say that, you know, then it's just like, all right, I'm only going to have steak. You know what I'm saying? Like, Steak is great to have, but hamburgers and french fries are also fine, too. And, you know, like you said, steamed vegetables are also fine, too. It's just like, why shut yourself off from all these meals where you could be having them? Like, you know, you could have a hamburger here. Like, you could have, like, you know, like the the, the steak here. And it's just, you're getting complete nourishing meals all the time and shit. And you're very fulfilled. And, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I don't I, I mean... It is what it is, you know. I'm not, I'm not judging people, but it's just also like kind of like you, you you don't know what you're gonna get until you try it. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's why, so, like, I fucking like I got infuriated so many times when people would like fucking the same people who would mock Marvel movies and like comic book movies would also mock A24. And I was like, what the fuck do you want exactly? Like, I was just like, it's like you. It's like, I get if you don't like one or the other. But the fact that you're mocking both, like, what the fuck do you want? Like, genuinely explain it to me. Because I don't fucking understand you. Like, you can't fucking be dismissive of two ends of the fucking spectrum. Like, either you want more, like, thought-provoking art, or you want big, ridiculous, mindless bullshit. And, like, which isn't to say that I don't like those movies, but I'm just saying, like, it's just, like, you have to fucking, like... You can't just be like all of this is bullshit because then like what the fuck are you even like what what are you even watching anything for like what are you what are you consuming anything for like at that point it's yeah. like you're not really you're you're not getting anything from anything you're just fucking like just bitching for the sake of bitching no yeah no most definitely I think like also too some some people are put off because they feel like if if they watch like a particular movie like this which is like I mean it's not to say that like enjoying a movie like this like. But I feel like there are people out there who do think like this. They feel like because they like A24 movies like this, that they're better than like, like, like this is like, like, like the whole elevated horror yeah. thing. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, no, I only watch elevated horror because, you know, it's better than watching it. There's nothing wrong with all, you know what I'm saying? No, that was like, like, I remember like the, the Joe Bob thing where somebody asked him like what elevated horror was. And he was just like, elevated horror is something that people say that they like when they don't like horror movies. <laughs> and that's kind of my right. thing, too, is it's like, if you, because there's like that line in Scream 5 when um, 
she's like, what the fuck is, like, what's wrong with Elevated Horror? Jordan Peele fucking rules. And, like, Mindy's like, of course. But, like, I was like, and that's true. It's like, I was just like, I don't, I just, I don't like, I just like horror movies, like, and, like, that are enjoyable. Whether it be the highest of high art, like, I would say this is, or, yeah. like, the most ridiculous straight-to-video bullshit of my youth. Like, it's, I still enjoy both. Like, I just, like, I remember I just rewatched um Ginger Dead Man on Joe Bob. And it's, like, it's the dumbest fucking thing in the world. But I still have a really good time with it. Because I really like what Charlie Band does. Like, what Charlie Band does, I grew up on. And it very much informs my sensibilities. So I still have a good time watching it. Um, but then, like, when you have something like what Robert Eggers does, I also have a really good time watching that. Because I'm, like, no, you're yeah. doing something that's the exact opposite but also very enjoyable to me. No, yeah. Like, like, so to speak, like, you know, I've stated it, but, you know, to reiterate, you know, I love this fucking movie. You know what I'm saying? But also, like, recently, uh, they released a trailer for that movie No Way Up about an uh, airplane that crashes in the ocean and, like, it's sinking and sharks get in the, the, the thing. And I'm just like, that sounds like the most ridiculous premise ever. Let's check this out. And, like, throughout the trailer, it's like, oh, yeah, playing this very seriously okay that's fine you know what i'm saying i don't mind and then the shark growls at the people as it's hunting them through the airplane i'm like oh no this is ridiculous i'm all for it see i'm not like you know i can enjoy this movie and i can enjoy that i can enjoy absolute silliness with fucking uh a shark growling you know what i'm saying at, 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 at it's you know it's victims um i i i would never I, I could i could never i could absolutely never you know what i'm saying and i feel like there's a semblance of people who probably shut themselves off because they feel like um, because of that term elevated horror and they look at it as like high art that they feel like almost belittled by it. Yeah, there's, like, there's this weird anti-intellectual thing that I feel yeah. like that's what kind of Trump kind of got into and I feel like and I don't necessarily think that you need to be like a like a Trump person to um, have the same kind of um, aversion yeah. Um, to that, but I don't right. think that like it's 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 healthy. Like it's like there used to be a time. It's, I remember that that was the thing. Is like um, it's like there's like a, I remember there's like a joke that like um, Mark Maron or something where he's just like, I miss when stupidity came with a sense of humility. When you'd be like, wow, you're kind of a moron, and you're like, yeah, I know. And it's just like whereas like now it's not like that at all. It's like people right. like will actively fight you, and it's just like. Like they'll be like they're kind of taking pride in being stupid yeah. and it's like it's just so fucking weird to me so it's like and again I, i'm not like saying like um that you are somehow intelligent necessarily i'm sure there's people that like this on a purely like fucking i mean i i don't know i i've never met one but like i sure there's people that like this movie on a purely visceral level um like just like i'm sure there's people that dismiss it on an intellectual level like i'm sure there's yeah. like there's both but it's no, yeah. like, it's like, it's, it's in the end, it's like a fucking, it's a very basic fucking, like, as I said, it's a fairy tale. Like, it's like this family goes into the woods. They, they, they've been cast out of England for being overly fucking religious, which is fucking hilarious. Um, and uh, they go to fucking America where they encounter uh, real evil, which you could make an argument that's a metaphor in and of itself. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> we agree, Robert Eggers. <laughs> but, um, but like, if you really break it down, it's not totally dissimilar from like Hansel and Gretel. 
Yeah, like, and they, they made a Hansel Gretel movie that was very similar in tone to this um, in like a 2020. So it's like... Um, uh, Oz Perkins. Yeah. So it's like, I definitely think that like, there is definitely like a, like, there is definitely multiple levels on which to enjoy this movie. But like, it also, I think as it, it just works on a straight up just fairytale level where it's just like, you're just watching the proliferation of evil yeah. into this uh, family unit that was already kind of on the ragged edge anyway, which makes it, as I said, like, even if you interpret it as not being supernatural, right. it's still fucking terrifying. No, like, yeah, and, 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 that's, and that's, that's the great thing about this movie, is that you, you, you could take it either or, you know what I'm saying? And there, there's no right way, wrong way, smart way, dumb way to take it, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could take it, like, you know, on the psychological level that they all went mad, and that's fine, but you can also take it at face value in that everything that's happening is real. And, you know, you're right both times. You know, and it's like, I feel like there's a, there's a fear that some audience members have where it's just like, they feel like if they watch it and they don't get it, they're dumb. Like, yeah. the movie's like belittling their intelligence. It's like the same thing, like, I, I, like to bring up David Lynch again, it's like the same thing with him. Where it's just like, you know, he's the quintessential uh, they're not for me director. You know what I'm saying? Was a, yeah, his movies they're not for me, and that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But like, I feel like there's also people like like who who watch his movies and pretend to understand them in order to feel smart, well, and like th that's the wrong the way thing, to look. Though, at you know, you're not wrong, but the whole thing is, I also think that people don't understand is in art, there's no right or wrong answer. Exactly. Like it's like it's it's, just, it's all about how it makes you feel. Like, right. It's, it's, it's like, like that. you're not wrong if you don't understand it. It's whatever you got from it. Right. That's what matters. Like it doesn't matter that you got it or not. Right. It's like that thing I always say: uh, cinema is art, and art is subjective. And like David Lynch is probably the the the, the most prolific filmmaker in that regard. Where it's just like. You know, it's okay to understand it. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to try to pretend like you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand Inland Empire, but I fucks with it heavy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, and it's not necessarily like, like, you know, you don't have to feel a certain way if you don't, because it's just like, it's not really like, I mean, there are movies that are, but then this movies like, you know, work primarily on vibe. And, you know, that's where the art kicks in. But it's just like, you could look at it like, like uh, Bob Ross painting. Bob Ross has a yeah. particular vision of like, you know, the trees and the forest and all that stuff. And you could take it like that. And then you could look at like, like say a Jackson Pollock painting where it's just like, you know, however you put it. And it's just like, I don't understand what it means, but like, you know, the, the vibe of it is, is just totally engrossing. Like, I love it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the way to look at all types of art, including cinema, because cinema is art. And it's just like, it's 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 not how it like you know what I'm saying it's it's exactly what you said it's like how you take it you know is what it means to you cuz it like it can mean one thing to this person and it can mean another thing to you and that's perfectly fine and every no, way should speaking of Lynch just we like the way it's like he has said more than once like nobody's interpretation of Razorhead is the same as his own right and like that doesn't make me right and him wrong like obviously like it is like, like if i didn't interpret it the same way that he interpreted it it is that's why he doesn't tell people like what it means because it's like in the end that's the whole thing is like I remember like when I went to um my birthday last year I went to uh, Momo with my mom and um she just did not I was trying to explain basically I was like the whole thing of like modern art is I'm just like it doesn't matter like what you look at and like there's nothing to figure out 
I was like, it matters what you look at it and what you feel when you're looking at it. Yeah. Like, that's all that matters. And she just could not get her brain around that. So eventually she just left me in there to kind of like walk around while she <laughs> sat in the lobby. Um, <laughs> and like, it's speaking of Skinamarink, like when I first watched Skinamarink with Danny, it was like soon after we had met, it was like right when like we first like were watching stuff. And she was just like, I don't know that I entirely get it. And I was just like, it doesn't matter. I was like, right. what is like? It's like, it matters what makes you feel. And she's like, oh, that I liked it. And I was like, exactly. That's all it is. But it's like, because people have this idea where it's like you have to have all of the answers or else you somehow failed. Like it's a test when you right. watch a movie. But like people just don't want to fucking even think about it. And it just, it baffles me. Um, but like in the case of this, it's like you took, it's like Robert Eggers, who is a fucking production designer who became a director. And as a result, like it's this movie that is like, the re- I think the big part of the reason it feels real is, is A, it's cast well, but B, yeah. it's everything is made to be as real of the period as possible. And additionally, from what I understand, almost all of it was shot with natural light. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's very much like, that thing is like, I feel like that's a big part of one of its biggest strengths is that because so much of it is not even a heightened reality, it is just reality um it is so easy to like find your way into this world that does not resemble our current world at all like mm-hmm. it is very it's very vastly different from the world we currently live in but it's also because it looks real and looks made by actual people because it was and it is it is that much easier to buy especially now because when i saw this movie i did not know who the fuck Anya Taylor joy is now like almost 10 years later I have seen Anya Taylor-Joy in many, many things, including another Robert Eggers movie because she was in The Northman. And it's like, but it's like I can still uh, buy her as the character, the main character in this because everything around it feels so real and her performance is so good that I have zero issue kind of going down that rabbit hole where it's just like, I, there's, nothing, there's nothing activating my it's just a movie reflex, if you will. Um, it all it's even though I know this is now a movie star, it's not, it doesn't feel that way. No, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, the the, like considering, like, because I like, I agree with you is that you know, she was just like, you know, this young, new, talented actress, and now, like, you know, she's just top of the world. And like, wasn't like, is she not in his Nosferatu anymore? No, I think she still is. I could be wrong, but I thought that she still was. Like, I know, like, when he announced that he was doing a, a version of Nosferatu, that she was in it, um, and that Doug Jones was supposed to play uh, Count Orlock in it. Graf Orlock, I should say. Um, but and, and I know he's making that now, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for when that comes out. Because I do love Robert Eggers as a filmmaker. Honestly, like, I'm, I know you said that, like, this is the film you prefer. I think I prefer The Lighthouse a little more. Um... Honestly, you know, saying like, like I said, I, I'm I'm a sucker for black and white cinematography. Well, to be fair, and... I do. Have to, I feel like I also have to rewatch the Lighthouse because my whole thing was like when I watched the Lighthouse. Because um, as I said, I don't watch trailers, as you know. Uh, generally, when I can, whenever I can avoid them, um, I avoid anything um, to try to avoid having any expectations walking into it. Right. The problem is when there's a filmmaker who has made a movie that I really liked. I then just have the expectations of like I like that filmmaker so much. Like the second movie, if it's not 
like to me the same level as that first movie that I'm immediately like disappointed and it's not through the fault of the movie or the filmmaker. It's just like the lighthouse didn't engage me on the same level that the witch engaged me. So it's like when I watched it, I feel like that's kind of that hurt it. But I do feel like I I just bought it, the Blu-ray, like literally like a matter of like weeks ago. So I do want to rewatch it. Cause I do enjoy it. It's just like it was just the, the witch to me also it plays to very <laughs> real feelings. So like as we just talked about with the Alice Sweet Alice thing. Mm. Because I was raised by I was raised Catholic and my mom is very religious. Um it is very easy for me to buy into this world and this family. Like, um, I can buy into um, the situation and the characters that Pattinson and Defoe play in The Lighthouse, but it is not as easy for me to slip into as it is this. Like, this, another, thing, another reason I think this works is it's playing on, for me personally, um, kind of like major parts of my childhood where it's um as i said it's basically like a like a fucked up fairy tale in the way that a grim telling the a grim's fairy tale yeah but it's also um doing it through the veil of religion which was also deeply ingrained to me as a child so right. it's like watching it like watching this it kind of plays into like the deepest parts of my psyche like the most bedrocks of who i am as a person and it's very easy for me to be deeply frightened by them because they're like stuff that has been part of me for as long as I've been alive. No, yeah, totally. Um, and like, like, yeah, I just like, like I said, like the lighthouse is more my vibe, you know, black and white cinematography, and also just because I, I, I love both Defoe and Pattinson, and I, and I feel like both of them are top of that game, top of their game with with their performances in that one, particularly Pattinson. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like Pattinson is amazing in the lighthouse. Um and your thoughts. <laughs> but, but um you know like also like you know it's just it's just a bit more experimental and that's my shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just I just love just weird. Well I would argue that all of his stuff, it's funny that like um I think I think it's actually kind of underrated about Eggers is that like None of his movies feel like anything else. Right. Like, even if he does, like, like I would say, yes, you're right. The Lighthouse is the most kind of out there of his movies. But, like, even when he's doing a big fucking, essentially to say a big fucking action movie, with, with, if you break down The Northman, that's what The Northman is. It does not feel like any other big fucking action movie you've ever seen. Like, it feels completely its own thing. It's almost like it's made out of time. Like it's like it it's it's like it's it's ahead of its time. It's like it's very much kind of like it's almost, it feels like a relic of the past. Like it's it's so much going on that it's very much uniquely his. And I think that's true of all of his shit. No, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. You know, like and I, I remember we were having a discussion about that before, but like because you know uh, we we talk about it all the time the Four Horsemen of Horror, and I remember asking you like who do you think represents like the new four horsemen and uh i know like we did put jordan peele in there uh, i, I think Ari- Eggers Naster, yeah 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 Ari Aster as well who was the fourth uh i can't remember now <laughs> yeah <coughs> I, I i don't recall um but yeah like he he definitely earned that title you know what i'm saying 
like, I mean, like, quite possibly, like, obviously, Jordan Peele is the one who, like, speaks to my sensibilities the most. But I, I would put Eggers. Hmm. I can't remember. <laughs> now you're going to make me look that shit up. Because <laughs> I could look it up in the messages. But um, I think, like, while Jordan Peele definitely gets in the number one spot, I will put Eggers as number two. Like, 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 just because, like, you know, his his movies. Well, I I love Ariester a lot. You know, what I'm saying because uh, I I loved uh, Hereditary, but I really loved Midsummer. I have yet to see Bo is Afraid though. Um, I I have I I do enjoy it, although it's my least favorite of his movies, but I still enjoy it. Nah, I feel that I feel that. But yeah, like uh, Eggers, he he's just like completely unique every time he comes out the gate, and you know that's this is wonderful thing. Um, also, like, like I said, like, this is what, in my feelings, put Anya Taylor-Joy on the map, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, really just pointed her out as just, like, this, this young, new, fresh actress who's going to come on the scene and just completely kill it, which she's proven correctly. Um, oh, like, also, it's just, like, it's, it's, it's gotta be hard, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, to, to, to be... Uh, young and having to play in this kind of role, like you're playing, you're playing pilgrims, essentially. Well, also, I mean, not even that. Like she's the fucking like she's that young, and she is completely the focus of the movie. Like all of the actors are good, and all of them, um, I think, do great jobs in their roles. But like she is undoubtedly the focal point of the movie, and she's carrying it, which is like, I guess I think that should be like the biggest clue to how easily she would become a movie star yeah. is how well she is able to fucking be that young. Cause like, she's not like, I, I don't, I don't know if she's even 30 now. Um, no, yeah, she's, she's very young. And so, so th- this was like almost 10 years ago. So she would have been like in her early twenties, late teens, and she's fucking carrying a goddamn movie on her fucking back. Like it works because of her. Um, you are 27. Most- yeah, so she was. So this would have been. She would have been eighteen. Um, so it's like the fact, and she also means that she probably shot it when she was either seventeen or eighteen. So the fact that she was able to fucking carry a fucking movie on her fucking back at that point in her life should have been a fucking suggestion of how fucking good she was. But I think at the time, everyone was kind of more focused on Robert Eggers, and it's just like it kind of like escaped. They just matter. They just kept casting her in things, and it was like, oh no, she can own absolutely anything. You put her in anything, she's fucking great. Um, and it's just like I. But to be fair, I think like as I said, I think the whole cast is good. It's funny like, um, you have two Game of Thrones actors, um, because I think at the time those, those are the only ones that recognized was the mom and dad were Game of Thrones actors, uh, and um, so it's like watching it now. It's funny that like now all you can tell Joy is by far the most recognizable. Because I remember yeah. when I saw this, I was like, oh yeah, it's it's from Game of Thrones, um, <laughs> um. But um, but no, like they're I think fantastic as well. Like, I think that they and even like the kid actors. It's funny, like they're not unbelievable at all. Like any of the kid actors, they're all very much like feeling like real kids yeah. talking the way real kids like of I mean, the period would talk. Like it doesn't in any way like feel like kids performing to me. No, no, yeah, like particularly uh, um. Well, like, like you said, like everybody's great, but um, I'm particularly like just um, enthralled by um, the the the, the young actor plays Caleb. Yeah, 
um the 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 oldest son like he he's just absolutely astounding yeah like, he's harvey scrimshaw scrimshaw i looked him up <laughs> no i was like when i hear that i think of like there was like a cutaway on family guy where um peter became rich and like he just you know decided to have a little corner of the house and just like practice scrimshaw that's good that's good scrimshaw you know what I'm saying? So, like, when I heard that, that's the first thing that came to mind was Family Guy. But, yeah, oh, yeah, he, he's fucking fantastic. Um, like, his death scene, um, where, like, you know, like, he, like, uh, he just comes to for, like, a brief period of time and he just rants, like, you know, crazy ravings and then just dies is, is just, like, amazing. Like, he's absolutely just amazing in that part. And, like, you know, he, he has a lot to do until, like, you know, his character's killed off. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because he's like the more, the more competent male in the, in the fucking, like, cause I like when Thomason shits on the dad, like, um, you know, cause he's a, like, you know, he's asking her like, oh, is that what they say is true? Are you a witch? And she's like, you know, oh, you don't believe me. Like, you know, you allow a mother to fucking shit all over me and, and blame me for, you know, her, 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 her silver cup disappearing because you sold it for hunting gear and you can't even fucking hunt you can't even bring us food you can't even farm all the fuck you could do is chop wood you useless motherfucker you (laughs) like this this is actual dialogue from the movie by the way (laughs) (laughs) but like yeah that's what she basically tells her father she basically calls her dad a useless motherfucker (laughs) you know say because all he could do is chop wood you know say and then like the most hilarious thing like i don't i don't know if he intended it to be a, a joke um but like we do see him chopping wood a lot and then like she says that and then when Black Phillip kills him, he, like he gores him, and then he falls in all the chopped wood, and it's like almost as tall as the fucking house. You know what I'm saying? Because all this motherfucker does is chop wood. <laughs> and it all fucking collapses on him and shit, and then that's it, he's dead and shit. And then like, you know, Thomason also has to um like she 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 kills the mom and shit with the was it the same? Uh, I don't know the it's name like a, of it. It's like a like yeah, it's like it's like, it's like a kind of like a sickle. Like it's like a, like a hook. Yeah. Yeah, like all I all I know is that uh, it's the same thing that Cooper's uh, 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 daughter uses to kill um, Helen in uh, *Night of the Living Dead*. Um, but she stabs her to death with the same instrument. Wait, That's wasn't all, that a like... spade? Did they, I mean, I thought that was a spade. That could be wrong. I don't know. I don't remember. No, I think it was the same thing. Um, um, I don't know. Like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> but like, yeah, and then like you know. It's like she's all alone uh, because the, the 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 saggy naked witch uh, then killed the twins in the barn. Um, uh, Black Philip murdered Pop. She murdered Mom, and then she's all alone. And that's when Black Philip comes to her. It's like, hey, like you know, you got treated like shit. You know, I could I could give you like all the things you want, and it's like she has nothing. So it's just like, of course, she's accepting of it. And then like you know, when she starts floating in the air at the end with all the coven of witches. And it was just like I was saying in uh, when we were talking about uh, Alice Sweet Alice. It was like, you were accusing her of being a witch the whole movie. She wasn't before, but she is now. <laughs> like, 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 I realized that as, as I was, uh, as, I, uh, as I finished watching this one, because I, I watched both movies, and I, was just, and I chuckled to myself. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah, that, that's another connective tissue. Like, you were accusing these girls of being something they weren't. Now they are. 
and and, well, <laughs> and now the world the thing is, is fucked. whether you interpret it as literal or metaphorical, whatever. Um, the thing that I actually like uh, think that it does really well is the movie as a whole. I mean, is with her character, it 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 portrays the absolute. I mean, I, I mean, this the horror of selling your soul to the devil. Right. Like it's like it's like it's because it's not even a thing of like you're doing it for fame or money or whatever. It's like it's showing you getting to the lowest point and being taken advantage of. Yeah. And whether that's, uh, I said, like, whether that's literal or metaphorical, it doesn't matter because it's just, that's the whole fucking horror of the entire piece is it's portraying what happens when just systematically everything in life is taken away until you have nothing left and your only fucking thing is either batshit insanity or selling your soul to the devil. Like it, whichever way you interpret it, it's fucking horrible. Like it's, it's, it's horrifying to think about that. Like there is literally like the fact that like she's like either laughing or crying at the end, but regardless, like the fact that like, she has made this choice and your last moments with her are uh, her kind of rising to the moon, literally. Um, it's just, it's, it's not, uh, it's not, it's not a happy ending. Like it's, it's very, it's, a, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's very like, there is no way. I think, I think it's funny about the movie in general is like, in most, like, kind of fairy tale type stuff, um, or really just in horror in general, the villains are always generally, on some level, enjoyable, like, likable. Like, everybody fucking loves Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Ghostface, whatever. Um, and the thing this does really well is it in no way because even like going to like Disney movies, like um like the witch, the witches and like the bad guys are usually still enjoyable. Like my favorite character, my favorite Disney character is Scar from The Lion King. Um and like but it's like I love um like Ursula in Little Mermaid. I think is the most interesting character in Little Mermaid, um by far. Um which isn't hard that movie is no interesting characters in it, but that's fine. Um, but, um, but like the thing is like, you're kind of on some level, at least, um, enjoying and engaging with the witch in it. Whereas this at no point are they in any way giving you anything positive or even like anti-heroic um, with the witch, except for the fact that like, would it, when she presents herself as a young, attractive woman um, to get close to Caleb, um, that's the closest that you ever get to like having any kind of like positive um, kind of feeling about that character one way or another. Cause it's like the way that you're reduced to uh, the witch is taking the baby to murder it, presumably. 
And then uh, nothing gets more like enjoyable from that point forward. It just gets worse and worse. Nah, yeah. I, I think, like, you know what I'm saying? The, you could say that about both these movies. It's just like, you know, you, you push someone, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, not just people, but just life in itself to just push individuals, especially young individuals, like, you know, when they're, in, they're still at an age when they're impressionable. And you push them and push them and push them until they hit that moment where they break. And, like, you know, they're no longer the same person. It happens to Alice and Alice with Alice and it happens to Thomas and then here. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, no matter how you look at it with this movie, you know what I'm saying? It's just like that's something that's true to life and that actually happens that just cannot be contained in movies and still one of the most horrifying things. And also, uh, Mike Flanagan. Was the yes, fourth. and I was actually because I almost said Flanagan. I kind of remembered it, but then I just figured we had kind of moved away from it. So I decided <laughs> not to like. I was just I didn't bring it back up. <laughs> no, 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 I was gonna like I, I meant to look at it, and then I was like, oh, that's right. Uh, and it was like it was it was Mike Flanagan, yes. but uh, yeah, that's that. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um, this has been our discussion of the uh, Holy Terror uh, movies, I guess. Um, <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed it. Um, obviously, you can find everything else that we've done, uh, both religious and non, um, <laughs> <laughs> on uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever the fuck you you use to find podcasts. Uh, we are we are there, and um, we are on all forms of social media at Chainsaw's Claws, uh, including Threads, even though we don't use that. Um, like blue sky Twitter. <laughs> I like I like how we keep reiterating that we do not use threads, but we are there anyway. We're we're, we're mentioning it because nobody uses threads, and if you do use threads, please tell me why. Um, I, I think I like I, I still get uh, notifications from it. And, uh, well, the and, answer is because Zuck. The answer is Zuck forces it down your throat, so you get you you were intrigued. No, but like it's usually Andy. Like I know oh, okay. Andy. Yeah, Andy posted it, and you know, Andy just, just you know, it's all right, it's all right, baby. You could come back. You know what I'm saying? It's like I well, know, Andy, still... Andy posts across all social media, so yeah, like, that's yeah. fine. Like I mean, like God bless them trying to keep threads alive. I don't know why, but you know, keep at it. You know, yes, we love <laughs> we, we, we 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 love that Andy Housen. Yes. Um, <laughs> but um, so. Obviously, you can find us. You can find our thoughts anywhere of the places I've mentioned, possibly places I haven't mentioned. Who can say? But we hope you've enjoyed this, and we will see you next time. Uh